Support for Tag's podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Go to manscaped.com, use our promo code TAGS, T-A-G-S, and get 20% off. Okay. Hey, what's going on? You are listening to Tag's podcast, aka Talk About Gay Sex. I'm your host, Steve V. It's episode 183, and I am reunited because it feels so good with my co-host, Lincoln. How you doing? I'm doing good. Hanging it. It's hot. It's hot. it's hot out everywhere. <laughs> Jeremy Ross Lopez, I know it's hot. I have something to ask you in a second. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Let's stay on you real quick because I, you know, as so many of our listeners know, you're in Methuen, the Boston, Massachusetts, Massachusetts area of that state. And you were doing what today? I was moving all day. <clears throat> Yuck! Literally the on the hottest day, day because you—it's like New York, so it's probably like yeah. not a day you want to be moving. No, it's definitely not. But I mean, it should has to get done. So, yeah. Don't you love it when we find that energy that we, you just you, when you know you have to do something, you just do it. And, yeah, seriously, gun ho. And it's for your mom, and she's moving to a new spot. Do you love where she's moving to? Yes. Good, good. Speaking of moms, Lincoln, um, you know, we've talked a little bit about your mom and what's going on with her. Um, just can you give us a quick update? Yeah, you know, she's trudging along. She's um, definitely being taken care of by the best of the best in California. And they're in great contact with me. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, we're trying some new medication. I hope it works. You know, my mom is, like I've said in the past on this show, one of the sharpest women in the world. So to see her not quite as sharp can be very heartbreaking. But we're getting through it and we're taking care of our moms. It's important, right? Right, Jeremy? Absolutely. <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it's, and, you know, just to layer it in with my mom, I was telling you offline, Lincoln, that I order all my mom's groceries for her on Instacart. That's so and it's awesome. kind of funny to see what she orders and the, the little bits of shame I give her when like, Mom, you don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny. Um, I was thinking of both of you actually this past weekend and today. Lincoln, I was thinking of you because I went and got I finally went to my general practitioner doctor to get it, to get my blood work checked. And it's, I don't know, 95 degrees feels even hotter here in New York City. And it was riding my bike to the doctor's office. And I couldn't help but think of you and a story you told once when you were having surgery on your hip and you rode your bike to your surgery appointment, correct? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> remember that. Yeah. It, who does that? Like, they're go <laughs> you're going to have major <laughs> surgery on your hip. <laughs> And you're riding a city bike. But the thing your... is, I don't know if I said this back then or not, but here's the thing. If I take the subway, I have to deal yeah. with stairs and yeah. I have to really stand. bad today. Yeah. And I can't okay. walk. At least the bike carries my body weight. Right. Good That's point. Good. You know what I mean? It felt actually good. But anyway, how was your ride? Well, you kind of got me through it because I thought if he can do this <laughs> at 5 a.m. and I'm going really like a couple blocks away 
for a, a, a blood work test, you kind of got me through it because I thought, okay, I can do this. I if love he can that. Do this. And, and then Jeremy, you're such a sun soaker. You love the sun so much. And you know me, I've never really been, I've gotten more sun in the oh, last couple of years. You're Mr. Blondie now. <laughs> Blondie with the really, really tan, um, tan skin. Golden. Yeah. So I've gone everywhere from, if you know New York here, we've got the Chelsea Piers, which is on the Hudson River side of New York, Manhattan, and all the gays, you know, lie out there. And it's a, a scene of a scene. And then uh, over the weekend, I was lying out in Central Park. And that was a whole different type of scene with a lot more heterosexual types. And then yeah. I lied out on my roof. And I think I realized this weekend that at least for me, I'm very self-conscious about the swimwear that I pick and choose to wear at these various locations. And I guess for a fun question, do you guys ever pick out or are you self-conscious about the type of swimwear? Because for me, Chelsea Piers, I could put my cutouts, you know, uh, Aussie bum. <clears throat> I could expose it all at Chelsea yeah. Piers because the gays are out and about and they are living for that. And anything I think I'm wearing that's revealing, somebody next door to me is going to have it like way yeah, more revealing. However, in Central Park, I didn't think it through and I was with a friend of mine and I was like, oh, okay, there's a family over there. There's all these straights over here. I do not need to be wearing my Tom of Finland <laughs> very minuscule <laughs> bathing suit here and i totally misread it so i kept my you know long shorts on do you guys ever jeremy you probably don't but i mean do you guys choose your swimmer based on where you're going i kind of do i do chubbies all the time so mine are just i a lot of guys wear now shorter uh sh like shorts so i just do above the knee and i mean i have fun ones that i bought i just went to uh this surf shop in the Hamptons and I got really cool trunks uh, that have like oceans. Some have flamingos on them. I got a bunch of cool stuff. So that's been nice. nice. That's cool. And when you say chubbies, you mean like a board short, right? Yeah. They're like short. They're pretty short shorts. I think they're like a six inch inseam. So they're like pretty short, but you get like really tan on where you're, where you want to be tan. You got a nice ass and great legs, so I can see that. How about you, Lincoln? What do you oh, do? Oh, totally. Because I, I, uh, you have to play to your audience, and you have to know where you're going. My favorite beach in the world. That's a performer. Is that right? <laughs> well, it's true though. Um, my favorite it is. beach in the world is in Sitges, and it's not the main beach or the Sebastian Beach. It's the other one, and it's half naked, half not, and mm -hmm. it's everyone from Europe at different states of dress. And I never wear a swimsuit on that beach. I feel comfortable there. If I go to the Christopher Street Pier, that's one swimsuit. If I go to Central Park, that's a different. Fire Island to P-Town is also different swimsuits. So, you know, you got to have fun with it, right? <laughs> I agree. And I totally misread Central Park this weekend. But <laughs> a friend of mine was telling me that he has a friend that has like five different versions of swimsuits throughout, just change throughout the day. I, that's too much for me. I think... Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe in my 20s I was doing all that, but I'm not. I like pick one and go with it. I've been doing that with masks. Oh. I've been going to like meet, like Peter and I meet a friend and then we walk down to the monster and I'm wearing one mask. And then when I go to the pier, I switch it for a new one. 
<laughs> so that but it's like a different color match or a different... your speedo always that's... okay <laughs> and by All the right, way yeah. i know i'm not the only one in the world now with covid19 and me gave, gaining the covid20 the speedo <laughs> needs a moment for next year to... <laughs> yes i'm not exactly speedoing it right now to begin with so oh yeah i know i know exactly what you're talking about and i'm right there with you <laughs> because you know yeah. food have doesn't... another hamburger steve exactly there is no, there are no calories in the middle of a pandemic so it's oh. all it's all you know easy so before we get into hot topics, I was watching Stephen Colbert and Andy Cohen was a guest on it. And they were talking about, because the two of them are hosts of their own TV shows, mm-hmm. and they were kind of going back on how they feel about producing their own shows these days in a pandemic, because both of them are doing it from their homes. And they said sometimes they don't even feel like they're really doing a show and Andy Cohen was cracking me up because he wants to do these kind of wrap up with his staff. And they're like, um, okay. Like they look like, and they're all in those little boxes on zoom. Like, do we really have to do this? And I was, it got me thinking about, we started this show, the three of us doing it typically in my apartment on a Monday mm-hmm. night with some wine. How, I'm just curious, how do you think this has been doing it from away i mean is it sort of the same thing or is it different jeremy what do you think i mean i definitely feel like it's not as good Uh, it's definitely fun when we got together and even after a long day of work it was fun to like wind down and be just it's fun to catch up with you guys in person but this is definitely a new normal so i guess i'm definitely getting used to it and since i've been like on the run and in between houses and stuff i kind of just like this takes place wherever it fits and that has been my new normal. So it's still fun to catch up regardless. It's just definitely not the same speed as it was when we were all going to your apartment in New York and uh, getting tipsy on wine and chatting afterwards (laughs) and stuff like that. I miss it. Yeah. Lincoln. Yeah. I definitely miss the getting together aspect of it. And we would do it on Monday um, so I taught a spin class and then went straight from spinning to you guys and then went home, took a shower and passed out. And I liked that whole ritual. You know what I mean? And seeing people in person. <clears throat> well, and I feel that I thank God for technology that we can at least do this show and that you could, you know, run from Jeremy literally a u-haul <laughs> and <laughs> and lincoln you know you've got the protein baker and you're doing crazy stuff too and super busy that we can still make it happen and save and so i like that and the other right. but the thing i miss is we have to really kind of plan like the questions that we talk ask each other because it's Oftentimes when you, we can talk over each other a lot more and see each other's facial expressions right? that piggyback off of, like, I, I can distinctly remember, like with you, Lincoln, a couple of times where I'm saying something, you're like, oh my God, like I have something to say that is going to, and I don't get that when we do these and we end up interrupting each other. We end up interrupting each other, and there is something to be said about seeing someone's hand gestures or the way they tell a story that I do miss that component to it, but, you know, it is what it is for now. Um, Before we get into hot gay sex topics, uh, Manscaped right now is our sponsor. You can get 20% off. Use our promo code TAGS, T-A-G-S, at 
check out. Go to manscaped.com. And Jeremy, I know um, we each have this 3.0 Manscaped 3.0 kit. And I know you got yours, Jeremy. I don't know if you got to look through it all. Yes, I loved it. It was really cool. It works awesome. And it's totally safe. And it's not one of those ones that you feel like you can chop your balls off with. So that's <laughs> yeah, <great. nice. laughs> and all the stuff that it comes with is really cool too. Uh, as far as like the, the package that you can uh, close it in and inside the package, it's really cool branding. They say like something about save your balls with gold lettering and it's fun. Well, one product that I think you would really uh, benefit from after moving your mom in the heat on a U-Haul is the Rev Crop Reviver. It's yeah. a ball toner. It's a little spritzer spray that you, if you've been funky and been out all day, you spritz this. It cools your balls off. It's got like aloe. And anybody that you might come in contact with will be happy if they are down there. And so anyway, I know Lincoln, you're going to get yours soon because I have your kit here. Yeah. Um, so I will give it to you this week and you can experience it too. Go to manscaped.com, use our promo code tags, T-A-G-S, and get 20% off. Well, let's get into hot gay sex topics. There's um, a, a new story out right now. Uh, Durex condoms, I'm not sure if you know them, they um, are, there's a an ad in London right now where an ad shows an intimate moment with same-sex couple, but essentially it's a new Durex condoms commercial airing on British TV showing a same-sex couple in a moment of intimacy. Mm -hmm. And the ad is entitled, Let's Not Go Back to Normal. Interesting, right? It encourages yeah. condom usage and eliminated associated stigma. And as part of the company's, quote, challenging the norms campaign, it began earlier this year, quote, for too long, normal just wasn't good enough, a voice says as the ad opens up. Normal was making rubbish, ex rubbish, I love this, so British, rubbish excuses for not wearing a condom. Normal was shaming women, in this case, for even carrying one. Normal was one million needless STIs every single day. And the narration continues, while people representing a spectrum of gender and sexual identities appear intermittently on the screen. So it's essentially a call to arms, legs, bums, and private parts, the narrator says, let's <laughs> not go back to normal. The world has never been so ready for change. So let's all change it for the better for each other. And so, Jeremy, I guess my question to you is, do you think that some guys create excuses as to not wear a condom? Because I remember you told a story a while back where someone you were, this is a while ago, you told a story of a guy you wanted to have sex with, but they told you the wrong color of the, uh, the prep Truvada pill, which likely meant they really weren't on the drug. Yeah. So do you think that some guys... Oh create excuses as to not wear condoms? Yes, I think they definitely do. And I feel like uh, if they take it a little too far and make you feel a little bit uncomfortable, then I'm, it's just definitely not someone that I'm going to sleep with. I mean, I, I don't, I practice safe and not safe. So I mean, 50, 50. And I mean, I definitely pick based off of like my energy and the vibe with the person. So I kind of pick and choose in that realm. Yep. Yep. I hear you. And, and Lincoln, you know, with so many single guys who are sexually active that are on prep, 
Do you think that like a new campaign like this that promotes condoms will actually be effective knowing that PrEP doesn't prevent STIs? And, and I guess also with this recent stats that show that STI rates have actually dramatically lowered during this pandemic, um, with, do you think that condoms, which condoms can help prevent? Do you think that, you know, this campaign will actually work? I think, I think it will make people maybe think a little bit, but I don't think it's going to have a big effect. If you wear a condom, you wear a condom. If you hate condoms, right. you don't wear them. Right. The, no campaign is going to change that. The only thing that's going to change that is you hate wearing condoms, you don't wear condoms, then you get two STIs in a row and you're like, I'm out. You know what I mean? I'm going to yeah. I'm gonna put on a condom for a while because I don't know about you. I haven't had an STI in a while. Knock on wood, everybody. But um, when I do, I don't want to have sex for a while anyway. Like I'm yeah. not in the mood. Like I can feel the virus or whatever it is in my body and my psychologically I go, Nope, I'm out for a while. And I'm also, I used to be really skittish when I would get back into it and I'd be like, okay. And then I'd forget about it and move on and something else would pop up. I haven't had that many. Um, so I think people will, will roll the dice, but if you really don't like wearing a condom or it doesn't feel good, then you're not going to change your mind. The only thing I'm going to say about that is, when I was using condoms and sexually active with different partners, I found, and I think I've said this maybe on the show before, you need to find the right condom for the right butt. Like all condoms are not the same and they're mm -hmm. not all the same for the two people who are having sex. I, that, uh, I had sex with... That this, makes sense. It really does. There was this guy... He used to be a DJ actually at the Eagle a long time ago. And him and I would play around every once in a while. And it was the best condom fit for his butt, my dick, and the condom. And then I tried to use another one and it didn't work at all. And I was like, oh, I have to go get that other condom because it worked so much better. So it mm -hmm. depends. You know, you can have Because your... we all know of a story, I myself, I'll just speak for myself, of when someone's put on a condom and the condom comes off and it's like in my butt. <laughs> Fortunately, we can <laughs> grab it. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, okay. And, you know, and the top seemingly didn't even realize that it slipped off. I don't know how that happens, but, <laughs> you know... Yeah. take control of your wheel of the i mean you know what i mean yeah <laughs> if you're gonna put it on then you gotta like then also be like i think what you're saying uh, is not all condoms fit correct and for each person yeah they really don't yeah uh, i kind of feel the same way but i do have seen certain s studies recently that show stis are at an all-time low which is kind of an amazing thing because sexually transmitted um, diseases or infections, if they're not being seen around, they, you can't transmit them as mm -hmm. much around, which is like a really good thing. And we, because people have been abstaining so much, I wonder that at, when we go back to sex, if people aren't like we've, Jeremy and you and I have talked about, I think even in you, that we haven't, because we haven't been sexually active. We just haven't been taking our Truvada yeah. I'm back on it for people out there that want, you know, has something to say, but I'm just saying that it does prevent STIs with, when you wear a condom that prep does not. And with COVID out there, and I think we're 
just barely seeing we're not even in the middle of it unfortunately no, unfortunately I, that you know you don't want to be sick with both of these things so right you might see people, maybe I feel this commercial in Britain for the condom usage might be a new normal. It's what they're trying to, you know, let's not go back to the old ways. And I think we're going to start to see some changes in our sexual behavior. Hey, it's your buddy Steve V. And boy, have I been manscaping all wrong. People look at me and they always say, oh, I don't think you have any hair to manscape at all. Oh, I do below the belt. And Manscaped has got me covered because I didn't know what I was doing. And you know, there's no book or journal about this stuff. I have been nicking my balls. And have you ever nicked your balls and they're like practically bleeding? It's not cute. And then you get into the shower after you've used a poor razor. Ouch, ouch, the water hits my ball sack and it's, I'm screaming. And then I don't even want to have sex because I'm trying to be safe and not go there. Well, with Manscaped, they have redesigned the electric trimmer. Let me tell you, the Manscaped engineering team, they spent like 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. And they just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. I just got it. I love it. No nicks. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin safe technology. One of the coolest features on there is the LED light, which illuminates grooming area for a closer and more precise trimming. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. Trim that junk of yours, get 20% off plus free shipping with our promo code TAGS, T-A-G-S, at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Again, it's manscaped.com, promo code TAGS, T-A-G-S. That the Advocate has out a study, six in 10 queer men with COVID symptoms are hiding them from their partners. Six says, in 10? Gay and bi men are reporting significant changes in their sex lives during the health crisis. In fact, nine out of 10 had no sex or sex with only one other partner in the past month, which for many was a substantial decrease compared to just before the pandemic, noted a study from Vanderbilt University. And that seems to go along with what we're saying. People mm -hmm. weren't having a lot of sex. The survey collected responses from 1,968 LGBTQ plus Americans over 18 from April 10th to May 10th, gay and bi men, made up of 750 of the respondents, and we're, oh, so sorry. Yeah. So uh, 750 gay and bi men uh, were recruited in the first month of the pandemic. More than half of the queer male respondents, 59% had no sex at all. Makes sense. Of those who were sexually active, 78% limited their numbers of partners to just one. To put this in context, one in five men reported usually having one having more than one sexual partner in a month from previous years. And additionally, while about 35% engaged in masturbation, this was interesting to me, 12% abstained from solo sex, citing stress as inhibiting their sex drive. 
So men also made changes to the kinds of partners they had and their sexual activities with partners, obviously more virtual sex, engaged in new strategies to reduce their risk of infection from partners, and expressed high levels of concern about how HIV may affect COVID-19 risk, treatment and recovery. Um, so I guess my question to you, um, Jeremy, is do you think that the level of precautions that many gay men have shown regarding hooking up, um, regarding from hooking up from March to the end of May, do you think it's been a good for our community from a health standpoint? I mean, I think so. I think it's, I think it's good just to go through change uh, and for it to be a little bit different than normal. Uh, but I definitely think, I don't know. I think it, it leaves everything open for, uh, change moving forward. Uh, I don't, I definitely think it's a good thing for it to be different than usual. Yeah. You've mentioned that before, like, uh, like almost this is a reset. Yeah. And I know you were talking about life in general, yeah. but I couldn't help but think of asking you this question in general, because I'm, did you also mean that hearing what I just read for our sexuality too? Yeah, of course. I mean, and stepping back and really assessing uh, yourself and your sexual decisions. And then I'm also curious with you, Jeremy, is because when I read that part about 12% abstained from solo sex, okay, masturbation, mm -hmm. then they were citing stress as inhibiting their sex drive. You know, you've mentioned that you're, you've masturbated and and um, did you just you've said before and maybe reiterated again that it doesn't matter if you're in a stressful situation or not, you'll always find the time for masturbation. Can you reiterate yeah, that? I mean, I think it helps. It really does help relieve just daily stress. So it's definitely a healthy thing to just partake in whenever you can find time. And time could be like 15 minutes out of the day or it could be two hours out of the day. So. Right. I think it's healthy and it's really good to just do it for yourself, to be honest. And Lincoln, you know, as someone as somebody who would have you actually were gonna go to Berlin earlier this year, right? For yeah, Leather and Fetish we Week. Um, but you had to cancel, obviously, due to the coronavirus. Do you think that events like that like a lot of events that happen that are sexually driven in nature, do you think that they'll ever come back? in the way that we knew them? Yeah, I think that once that there's a, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking at, vaccine, that they will come back. And I think they'll be very weird and different if they come back prior to a vaccine. I know there's a couple people who do parties like those that I know in New York City, and I see them post from time to time, stop asking me to throw a party. It's not oh. legal. I We will get shut down for good. Knock it off. You know what I mean? Because they yeah. keep getting people saying, come on, come on, come on. And, you know, some of the smaller sex parties and stuff like that are 20 to 40 people. Things like Berlin is thousands of people. So I think I think they're going to come back, but they're going to be different. Also, to to answer what you asked, Jeremy, as far as this being a reset and – I, I agree that it's a reset. I think we're all going to adjust. But the the biggest reset that I see is our climate, right? That people aren't driving as much, so the air is getting cleaner. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I still think people so are you're just come, talking in general. I right? think people are going to come back and drive. I don't think they're going to learn. I don't think we're going to stop automobiles because we had this reset moment. I don't pe- think people are all going to put on condoms from here forward because we had a reset moment. No, Do you know I what I mean? I, yeah, but I hopefully people will be a little smarter. People might think twice. People, the, the biggest thing that I hope people reset about is if you're not feeling well, stay home. Mm-hmm. Right. Pure, period. If you have a fever, if you feel sick to your stomach, I know you bought a ticket. I know you deserve to go. I know you have <laughs> freedom and the power of free speech and all that. But you also have an education and a responsibility to our species to put a mask on, to skip an event if you're not feeling well, because you would just make a whole bunch of other people sick. And right. that's that's what needs to really reset. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, and I would like to add to you know, since we know that we're nowhere near the end of this pandemic, and why do I know this? Because I'm a news junkie and I watch a lot of like Dr. Fauci. But why do I really also know this? Is I literally went and got my blood work done for all my STIs and everything just today. And I asked my general practitioner doctor. I said, "Well, I guess, what do you think of as we enter?" And he just had a baby, a COVID baby, as wow. they're calling them. And thank God, save the mother, save. But I said, what are your thoughts as my doctor as we enter fall, winter? He says, you know, I'm sad to say that I don't think we've seen the worst of it. Mm-hmm. And with, you know, with that in mind, with people, um, you know, knowing that we're nowhere near the end of this pandemic. And in fact, as I just said, as we... Do you think people are loosening up because they think it is over? And because one of the things that this story that I was reading you is people in this study have been asking partners if they've had the virus. Study In this particular study, they've been asking them, uh, questioning them about their sexual practice. Do you think that some of this will carry over this that we're seeing in our community when you do hook up jeremy do you think that we'll carry this over or do you think that we're loosening up the reins a little bit too much i mean i think we're loosening it up a little too much i think it's you can't exactly rush into anything uh i definitely understand that everybody is excited and i don't think it will technically go back to completely normal how it was but I still think it falls in the realm of you just make your own decisions for yourself and really what's best for you and hopefully what's best for whoever you are with yeah yeah I think I agree too and I think it's I mean I I do actually think people are I mean don't get me wrong I've been one of those proponents I loved a good sex club and going mm-hmm. to some of these spots you know me jeremy and i'm yeah. thinking too i'm sure i mean there was places here in new york and when i traveled but it has changed how yeah. i look at this and this is coming from somebody that actually vi- frequented businesses that were you know you could meet different partners in one mm-hmm. evening and so i gotta imagine if i'm thinking these things i can't be the only one i don't know lincoln what of do you think I somebody th- that I, was going to be in berlin that- yeah, yeah, yeah i think it's gonna be in layers 
Like the way I think of it, because I keep wanting to go, this is not a sets club, but I keep wanting to go to the Eagle and say hi to the people working and maybe say hello to a friend or two, only be on the rooftop outside and only stay for an hour and then go home. And then when I think about it, I go, well, who's working? Who's, <laughs> who's able to get there? Like if the two guys that are my two favorite security guards live all the way out in Queens they might have gotten some job closer to their home. Like my right. one of my right. employees at the bakery, he said, Stephen, I'm back from Texas, and I loved working for you, but I live in Brooklyn, and I don't want to take the subway every day during this pandemic, and I found a job that I know I'm not going to like as much working for you, and I'm certainly not going to make as much money, but it's a block from my house. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the risk is just less. You know what I mean? So back to the eagle analogy, then I think, well, who's really bartending? And then I think, and who's going to be there? Because if it's people I don't really know, because they're not my usual. So it's almost like you need to rewind your own clock and go, okay, if I reach out to Steve and Jeremy and Peter and my other friends, Leo and Jordan, and we all decide to be at the eagle on Saturday at, you know, or Sunday at six before anyone's really there. And there's been a lot less air floating around there. And the mm-hmm. six of us all hang out for an hour and then come home. Well, then I'm in control of the situation. And God forbid, if one of us gets COVID, at least we all know how to get a hold of each other. We right. do, but your words I've been saying, Lincoln, to so many of my friends in that. I've been saying this so much because it really hit me. What you said was when we drink and I'm having my glass of wine, our inhibitions and whether you like it or not, I mean, it doesn't mean that I'm a sloppy drunk, but you know, Jeremy, we've hung out and we, we get like fun and we want to like hug each other and and totally. And we, and we just get close when conversating and all of that. I mean, and you kiss and yeah. You whisper yeah. in someone's ear when there's music blasting, and this is and, so. And you don't think I was over a friend's house just last night, and I had a little bit of a hangover. And two other people that were there that I've known before, they also had hangovers, and we were all outside, and we had a um, like a uh, a drink to get your your hangover gone, like a little powder, electrolyte powder. Mm-hmm. And one person did it and stir it with a fork and put it on the table. And then the next person did it, stirred it with Uh-oh. the same fork, put it on the table. And I was like, they said, Oh, we didn't use that fork for anything, but to stir it, you can use it. I was like, okay, cool. I put it in, I stirred it and I put it right in my mouth after not thinking. Oh my God. And I was right, like, right. nobody use this fork. Fork, fork, like <laughs> <laughs> on high alert. <laughs> like high alert. And because, you know, I am worried about my mom and any. Well, problem. I was going to bring it back to that. Yeah. That it's one thing with an STI if you stop having sex with other people, or you could transmit an STI or HIV for those that you then have potential sex with. However, with this, it's. You could, in fact, and not even know you're you have the virus with so many people, so yep. it's even exponentially worse. Yeah, and, I'm kind of in denial about that, Steve. I mean, I I keep well, thinking I think I'm you gonna. Be, be. I think we all are, but I think yeah. I'm being smart. I'm always wearing a mask. I'm staying six feet away from each other. 
I wash my hands all the time. I, you know, but if you could be asymptomatic and still spread the virus, and it happens to be during that one minute when I take off a mask to have a sip of drink or to eat something or mm-hmm. to blow my nose. And even though I'm not around anyone that has it, you don't know. It's yeah. very challenging. Okay. And it also makes you very suspicious. Everyone's looking at each other like you all have it. Yeah. You know, like you walk down the street and it's like, get away from me. You have it. You have it. You have it. Exactly. And, and my always backup up until this point was, well, even if you have it, you have to have a high viral load to right. give it to somebody else. Cause that's like that HIV mentality. Mm-hmm. Of well, that we know, do you know and, that for sure? And really now we that? don't know that. Now okay, we don't. Yeah, thank you, you, yeah. Get, yeah. Now I used to think that cause of oh, any other it. virus, yeah. but now that they are saying you could be asymptomatic and contagious. Well, how do you measure your viral load if you don't have any symptoms and you're, it's very, it's very, it's challenging. Like no tomorrow. <laughs> Well, another reason, and you mentioned gay bars, we've been talking about gay bars and why would we go? Well, one of the reasons why many of us would want to go is to support our establishments. And unfortunately, there's been a numerous gay bar closures across the country into Canada and everywhere else. And places like the Eagle DC, which really I think had Lincoln, you and I were there and had not been open very long had to close their doors. Therapy, a long-standing bar here in New York City, closed its door as well as Boots and Saddles. The Stud, the long-standing stud in San Francisco, closed mm-hmm. its doors. And there's a whole host of other bars that have had. Um, you know, it's, it's one thing in major cities, but I was reading an article about, for many people in smaller uh, cities and, and towns across the country, these actually are safe spaces. Yeah, right. Bars can be safe spaces. Particularly, I was reading an article about drag queens that go and perform in these, that they don't have a lot of different outlets. And if they were to go and drag in their particular town or city, they could be ridiculed, if not be exposed to violence and profanities towards them. And heaven forbid, mm-hmm. more than that, and I don't know, I'm just, it, I hear what you were saying, Lincoln, about, you know, weighing the factors on, but I don't know, Jeremy, do you think you're, do you think that we're losing some of our safe spaces in this pandemic? I mean, that's a definite. I, I also just think not only safe spaces, but part of our culture is these establishments where people are able to open up, uh, whether they can at home or whether they just can't to their family or whether they travel to these places to do so and, and express so themselves that 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 alone in itself is definitely sad and uh like a harsh reality to be honest yeah and Lincoln, what do you think about some of these closures that are going on? Are we losing some of we our, are not We're... of our landmarks but our safe spaces for people that don't that are not like you, that really are coming out. Yeah, and they're kind of being robbed from that experience. Because, And I think it's going to have an effect of keeping people more in the closet or or just having to just be silent about, you know, what, their sexuality because there's no one there to go to that safe space to tell them it's okay. You know, when right. this first started to take it out of gay world for one minute, there was a lot of talk about women who were in battered relationships not being able to leave the house and not being able 
to get away from their husbands. I don't know if you guys heard that. Yeah, no, and like right. mainstream news. Domestic and, violence. And it kind of disappeared. Like I haven't heard people really talk about that anymore, but I know it's still happening with with how gay co- with be? gay relationships. How could it not be, right? With gay right. relationships, with straight relationships, with I mean, and and the other thing I was thinking of recently, which is totally off the subject, but kind of the same, like women who have been maybe single for a long time, but they want to have kids mm-hmm. and they're, they have like a short window to have children. And now they're not dating anymore. Now they're not. And you, I don't even know if you can go get your eggs frozen anymore. You know what I mean? It's just yet again, yeah. everywhere we turn, it feels like a mess and it feels like it happened in the blink of an eye. Yeah. It's just, it's outrage. It's outrageous to me. It's um, and we can't change it. You know, well, and we can't get away I from actually, it. Actually, the only thing I would say is we can change it because if we've looked at our neighboring countries, they've managed to keep it at bay at best and and successfully in some way, shape, or form. Canada, I'm talking about Italy. And if people just fucking yeah. wore their masks Hello. Yeah. and took it seriously, maybe we could actually get somewhere and not <laughs> be further along. And maybe yeah. we could start, women could start, meeting guys again but we take two you know we we go a little steps further and then we have to go five steps back because people are hosting these parties and we're getting too relaxed and i know believe me i want to hang out with friends and i want to do all these things too but it's like bigger picture people bigger picture like do you want to have like summer 2020 it's like that ship sailed so long ago right. i had some amazing trips planned this summer let me tell you honey that <laughs> i like said goodbye to it because it's like whatever who cares in the bigger you got a bigger picture it and yeah. let's think of the long term at this rate it's like my doctor told me it's like we're we're not going to get anywhere and why do we know this because you see places like canada and italy that are have managed to keep it at bay and they might and they're not allowing us to go to visit them or go to their places and they really want us there because they know the american dollar you know really goes far and here i am getting political but anyways it's good <laughs> um take our poll this week on patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex and questions to be answered are in general have you noticed you've let your guard down with your safety precautions and i mean in general relating to covid um and i'll just answer this one really quickly um when the pandemic first started i bought those black rubber latex gloves to go grocery shopping and i don't do that anymore so in some ways i've relaxed my now i wear my mask like and i wash my hands like there's no tomorrow and i don't really see anybody but you know, it's changed a little bit for me, even though mm-hmm. we're not out of it. A, another question. Do you think that gay men will alter certain sexual practices like hooking up with sex, several partners for quite some time? Explain more. And will you be asking or have you been asking potential sex partners their safety practice relating to COVID? Or go to patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex. All of this is on tagspodcast.com, including following us on social media at tagspodcast. Mm-hmm. 
I want to thank my two co-hosts, Jeremy Ross Lopez. As always, thank you. It's always a blast. Thanks for taking a moment. I know you had a, like a um, a long, crazy day, so I appreciate it. Of course, Lincoln. I know you're crazy too. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for your insight. I love talking to you guys. Absolutely, and continue being safe out there. We will talk to you soon. Wash your hands, everybody. Ha, ha, ha.